In this podcast, I play solo tabletop RPGs, and I invite you along for the experience. Except that today I'm not alone, (laughs) because it's only Audrey's at the table. (laughs) I'm Audrey, and you probably know my voice, and I am joined by Audrey. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Great to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for coming to play with me. This is um, this is a little bonus incentive from our Extra Life stream that uh, the Moonshot Network did in November, and we have been very excited to plan this. So today we're going to play Dueling Fops of Vendemir by Greg Stoles. And just to give you a little, a little something-something about how this game works, um, it's got a fixed number of scenes. We'll play through seven scenes with our fops. Uh, But I'm going to give you just a little taste of the intro. They call you many things. Layabout, fop, 'er ne'er-do-well, fancy man, puff baby, franion, flouncer, swing blade, rake, rake hell, rake spindle, knob, swell, fribble, white glove, gadabout, doodle, bone nasty, bootludge, oppressor, blackguard, marble swing, surly pood, ruffian, flagrantian, gilded teat. But you ignore the proliferating insults of the ill-bred classes with a toss of your glamorous hair, or, when required, a swat from your nimble rapier. This game is basically uh, the two of us playing... It's what it says uh, on the tin. Exactly. The the titular fops of Vindemir, who uh, each have, like, a dueling school or, like, um, you know, a, a blade work type school. It's like if they were martial artists, but for swords... Um, so we have our fops and, uh, there's seven scenes. Like I said, basically we have four stats that are actually two stats sliding scales. If any of those hit zero on either end, uh, our character leaves the game. And then each fop has, um, NPCs attached to them called beloveds. So if our beloveds die or otherwise go away, that is also a way that our characters might leave the game. But we're going to see how this goes. So, Audrey, would you would you tell me about your fop? Sure. Um, so first of all, I want to say thank you to Audrey for going along with a very stupid bit that I suggested several months ago, which is how this all started. Um, but uh... I was delighted to hear it. It's such a good idea. Um I also use she, she, they pronouns for the record. So funny, funny in a lot of ways here. Um, <laughs> uh, today, my fop will be um, Sarah Diane Vingemeld of uh, the Subtle Victory Fellowship. That is her um, school of dueling. Um, she uses she, her pronouns. Um, she is foppish three and serious seven. So that scale both of these scales go up to 10 um or equal 10 rather um and then duelist foreign aristocrat six um and should i do my beloveds now as well please please tell me yes tell me their names and um like what their descriptors are yes so um these are uh chosen through a d20 table and I rolled a uh, 16, which is the boorish second. Your subordinate teacher knows the strikes, but is coarse and unmannerly, always straight with you. Um, and that is Matthias Altman, uh, who uses he, him pronouns. And then I rolled a 10, which is the brilliant beginner. Uh, not even uh, at full growth, but beating students years older. It's all too easy for this one, but when it's easy, it's hard to take it seriously. And that is Francis Griggs, who uses they, them. Wonderful. I love to hear it. Uh, 
Okay, so my fop is Everton means well the third using they he pronouns foppish seven, serious three, duelist seven, aristocrat three. We're kind of opposite in Yeah, we really are. Like. That's fun. Uh, his school is called the Indomitable Rapier Discipline. Did you tell us what your school is named? Yes, the Subtle Victory Fellowship. That's right, yes. Uh, Everton's beloveds are an adulpated elder, uh, his aunt Thomasina, and then a distant father, Everton means well the second. <laughs> so <laughs> the way that this game shakes out uh, is that we have a set of seven scenes. There are three fixed scenes and in between the scenes we get to do two random ones. And then during each scene, uh, each fop gets to take an action from basically a list of predetermined things that you can do and we'll make rolls based on the actions that we've chosen and kind of see what happens and see how our see how our stats change so let's get started with ye midwinter ball absolutely this year's dance has something a little extra special going on Tlonk, the forever frisky deity of love and ardor has dipped their beard in the punch or something as the great and good and just adequate of Vendemir gather to dance until dawn, love's envenomed darts unerringly strike. So we got to decide here um, who is in attendance. Each of us gets to pick one of our beloveds who is also here at the Midwinter Ball. Um, I think for Everton's part, his aunt Thomasina is here. Yeah, it's Franson. No question. You got to bring the ingenue. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, okay. And then... The next step in this event is who loves whom? Each player rolls 1d6 to see whom their teacher <laughs> has been suddenly smitten by. Uh, so this part is for us. We, uh, okay, great. So yes, let's do that. Someone in attendance. I'm going to roll my d6 here. Uh, I got a one. So I got one of yours. Okay, and I got a three, so I got one of yours. <laughs> uh, oh boy, okay. It does say, now infatuated with your pick of whom was sent to the ball. So because we only have one beloved each at this ball, I think that I have to be infatuated with Francis. Yeah, Thomasina, I'm, listen, she can get it. She's aged fi older, finally. Yes, an older woman who knows what's going on. Uh, okay. God, so I wish we that were me. <laughs> uh, okay, so we take turns to carry out actions, and this is not just for our fops, this is also for our beloveds. So each teacher and each beloved at the ball gets to take an action, and then the sun rises and everyone goes home. Our choices at this ball are seduce somebody, make, mock, or engage in petty fisticuffs, Take mighty drafts and boast, defend your honor, or offer sage advice. So I'm going to say, uh, Audrey, you go ahead and go first. Decide if it's your beloved or your fop who is going first. And tell me which of these actions you want to do. We'll kind of play it out. I kind of want it to be Francis offering Diane sage advice. Okay. To not right. be infatuated with Thomasina. <laughs> okay. Um, I will I will go ahead and um, play Francis for the purposes of this. 
so that you can play Diane. If we want to uh, role play this a little bit before you make your role. Um, I guess. <laughs> well, it doesn't really. Hmm. I mean, I guess it doesn't really say, but they are kind of supposed to be passed around, like the beloveds. Yeah. Um, is that okay? Or yeah, no, that's play... that's that's totally fine. Um, okay. If you if you think that makes sense here, I I'm not particularly it... attached to any of this. This is also, I think, we should know. You offered me a choice of of several games, and I chose <laughs> the most rules heavy one of all of them because, of course, I did. Um, and it is also the one game I would say of all of them that is probably intended to be played by more than two players. It is advertised as being able to be played by two players, but as I read through it, I was like, there's some things here where yeah. I'm like, maybe we should each have three beloveds <laughs> because the default is two, but when there's only two players, that does make a fairly small pool of people yeah. uh, to, to kind of have be your cast of characters. So, um, I mean, fuck it. We can we can both roll an extra yeah, what are, what are, right now and have yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. it. Let's roll yeah. an extra. I got four this time. Okay, I gotta go down to the chart because I am an adulpated okay. elder. Oh my god! You have one too. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I got do, 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 a 13, which is goofy-faced fail son. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so, uh, well, clearly my fail son has to be named Everton Meanswell the fourth. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, uh, all right. Now, let me let me think of a name for, for uh, my adult-hated elder. I'm going to go with uh, Simone Vingelmeld. Okay. All right. And is that a grandmother, an aunt, a mother? Um, it is a grandmother. It is, um, actually, I'm going to change that. She's not a, she's a Vingelmeld. She's, she's not a Vingelmeld. She's from a lesser noble. I'm going to do some Simone Travers. Okay. That's a good name. Um, she's a maternal grandmother um, who was um, widowed early, um, and everyone um, thinks she's adulpated because she never got re <laughs> remarried. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love that. I love that. Uh, so then the question is, did you also bring Simone to this party, or did you bring your uh, boorish second to this party uh, in addition to your ingenue no i don't think this is simone's scene i think i think matthias would be the second most likely person to uh to be here after francis i okay so i i know we just rolled the infatuation thing but i gotta be real here i want to swap it out so that it's all three everton means wells here <laughs> Instead of Thomasina being one of my beloveds here. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Oh, okay. that's fine. Yeah, no. Um, I, I expect it to be the reverse. Well, actually, hmm, what's funnier? Dilf or son? <laughs> that's a really interesting question. I mean, you can always flip a coin or roll even or odd just to yeah, decide. You know what? It's the 
sun. Okay. All How right. old is the sun? Um, I mean, if I assume that my Everton is like mid to late 30s, the sun is probably like 18 or 19. Okay. I can deal with that. <laughs> is that acceptable? I can deal with that. Yeah. That, I mean, it's around the same age as like Francis in my mind. That makes sense. Uh, okay. All right. So we are now, we're, we're back in the ball. We're here. Um, so this is definitely are... Francis being like, you can't do this. Okay. All right. Francis. You can't, you can't. I, I, oh, what if it was that like, sorry, what's the full name again? The, the full name is Eberton means well, and the sun is the fourth. fourth. Yeah. What if, what if, uh, the, Yon Daime over here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) sorry. Um, uh, is like Francis's big rival because they're the same age. Oh my god. Okay. And so, so they see, they see Diane being like, oh, mm, I don't know. And being like, you absolutely cannot do this. I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. Uh, so do I'll, I'm going to obviously trim a lot of this down because we're figuring it out as we go. But, um, do you want to do a role play scene or do you just want to do the role? Cause this game works both ways. Um, I'm, I'm open. It's sort of whatever, whatever you're feeling. I mean, if we want to like explore the game more, I feel like the role, a little bit of role playing is at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like called for um, here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, since this is like Francis's action, I know I was like, I'll do Francis. You do Diane. That's what I was this, asking about it. Yeah. Yeah. But this is Francis's action. Right. So I want you to roll for it. So you be Francis. Right. Okay? And I, yeah, exactly. That, that's what I was thinking. Because if it was Diane's action, I would have said that the same thing. But. Okay. So why don't you, um, why don't you give us just a taste of like what Francis is saying to Diane to try and convince her that it's a bad idea to go after, (laughs) after the youngest means well. Um, and then you can make your role and we'll kind of see how Diane reacts based on whether or not you succeeded. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. So I think the idea is something along the lines is like, teacher, (laughs) Um, professor, um, I've noticed that you are eyeing the fourth over there, and I cannot remind you, emphasize enough, that he is the single greatest threat to our school right now. If I'm to be your successor, as I feel has been implied in our training together, um, we need to crush him under a cruel and mighty fist. You cannot catch feelings for him under any circumstances right now. Okay, so you're rolling serious plus aristocrat. So it's right. a D10 and then those two stats. And because I am rolling um, them, yes, those my I get um. Minus one serious and minus uh, and plus two duelists. So okay, so the minus one serious would apply here. Yeah. So okay. 
Um, so it's, sorry, Sirius plus Aristocrat. Aristocrat. Right. Okay. Well, those are both pretty high. Um, 1d6 or 2d6? 1d6. Uh, it's a d10, actually. Oh, d10. Yahoo. Uh, 7, 14... Uh, 19. All right. So that's a success because you had to get higher than a 15. Um, so if you're talking to someone about affairs of the heart, you can remove infatuation or de-escalate devotion back down to infatuation. So, um, basically choosing someone to be infatuated with at the party, you successfully have talked Diane out of pursuing the, uh, the fourth, uh, means well. Great. <laughs> Excellent stuff. <laughs> it's a good start. It's a strong start. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that I'm going to start with... Uh, as, I'm going to start with... Just really quickly, as a note, reading through this game, it is much more about um, seduction than it is about dueling. <laughs> yes, yes. The dueling options are there, but... Um, and seduction is a very broad term used in this book. Okay, I am going to, I'm going to, as uh, the third, which is how I'm going to have to refer to all of these stupid Everton's, uh-huh. because who's I, whose idea I'm was I'm telling you, Jan Daime. <laughs> um, so, He's the fourth uh, Akage. I think, I think the third is going to take mighty drafts and boast. Um, so after chugging ale or finishing multiple glasses of unusually good Chardonnay, it's that one. He drinks Chardonnay. Uh, you stand up on a table and loudly declaim a brag. So it's a foppish plus duelist role. Um, all right. I will... I'm going to let me formulate the boast here. Um, all right. So... The third finishes what is probably his third glass of wine since arriving here within the hour. And gets up on a table and says, Who among you could deign to beat the indomitable rapier discipline? I'm pulling a little How to Train Your Dragon there, and I didn't mean to do that, but here we are. I uh, was trying to go French a little bit at the beginning. It's with very with nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Uh, who among you can dare challenge my school of duelists? We are... The finest of the season. Oh, and in fact, a thing that I forgot to establish up front is that the person with the higher duelist score, their school is like the most recent champion of the competition. So that would be uh, my school. Sure would. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and roll. This is foppish plus duelist. I got a 20, a 30. Good lord. That's that would impossible. probably do I, ro- I rolled the wrong dice. <laughs> that is not... I was going to say, that's not possible. There's no way. Oh, the old d20 instead of a d10 trick, eh? I see your yeah. game. Anyway, I got a 15. So still still functional. Still still fine. Um, okay. So what that means, because brag is one of the like standard roles that you can do with Foppish Plus Duelist... Um, if you succeeded the role, you gain a plus one foppish and a plus one foppish if you fulfill the brag later, which is to say that if my school does end up being uh, like the champs, 
I guess at the end of this, I would get another one foppish, which that's like the end of the game. So <laughs> probably won't particularly matter. Um, all right. Would you like to have uh, Diane take an action here? Yes, I'm going to defend my honor. Oh, yes. Um, and I think I'm going to... Um, oh, God. We can also make up as many NPCs as we want here. It's true. It's true. Um, But... I kind of like the idea of following this boast of um, the second rubbing it in her face. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm going to slap him. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. All right. So you roll serious plus duelist. Oh, so uh, this means I leave the ball and won't be involved in later actions. Yes, so you slap Everton the second. Daime. Great. Yeah. Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, so that means the two of you would have to go off a deniable distance uh, to fight right away, which means neither of you can be involved in um, additional scenes at this part of the ball, which is fine. That means that the, the dad doesn't get a scene, and I'm fine with that, to be honest with you. Um, so go ahead and roll Sirius plus Duelist. Not well, Sirius is pretty good. Um, I was about to say, not my best, uh, <laughs> not my best, but good enough. So that's six plus 11, so 17. All right. Uh, if the victim of your onslaught is a beloved, they are now dead. Oops. No, that's wonderful. This is the point. This is the whole point. Yep. It's bloody and silly and very fun. Okay, so uh, describe describe what uh, Diane's like challenging words are and how uh, kind of the flow of the duel goes that that the second ends up dead. I don't know that there are words. I think that Nidaime had words, and I think her her response was just a slap. That like shat- shattered the entire sound of the room, just like a deadfall of silence. And All right, so he he's like chuckling over his yeah. uh, his ale or whatever, and saying, mm, "Yes, the that son of mine, he certainly is uh, much better than the other schools," and like gives you a pointed glance. Yeah, he certainly we certainly did win the mm-hmm. uh, the championship, didn't we? <laughs> and. Uh, in response, yeah, Diane uh, slaps him, and like the su- it's it's like that movie classic sound cuts, total silent <gasps> thing, and <laughs> and she looks at him and goes, "I challenge you, sir." Whoop, close up there. Whoop. That's okay. <laughs> That's fun, fun, fun with role playing, folks. Um, I challenge you, sir, and of course he's not gonna let this woman the age of his son or, or <laughs> yes, child he can't, let, he can't let that stand and so he uh he suggests that you take a, a moonlit walk and everyone knows what that's code for well it's code for two very different things here but it's, it's true but in the context of <laughs> this, the slap yes. everyone knows what that's code for <laughs> at least in public settings correct <laughs> 
so yes, so you guys go out to the field to the uh, slaughterhouse. In, it says yes, in the full light of the moon, and uh, yes, near the river, you you end him with a very quick and decisive move. He he didn't stand a chance, whether it was the beer or his age or a combination of both. Um, and his body will be later found floating in the mire. So, oof, that's uh, one beloved gone for Everton. <laughs> well, they keep making more of them, so it seems to be okay. <laughs> I'll just have to steal one of yours. There you go. Hey, I already caught one infatuation in the bud. It's true. It's true. Uh, all right. So with with the second dead, that leaves only one beloved left to act in this scene. Oh, Matthias. Though, actually, that's that's a question. I changed my my infatuation. But do you want to change yours to Matthias by any chance? Um, yeah, yeah. Sure, I will change that. I mean, you so don't have to. Uh, I'm just saying it's an option. No, no, it totally makes sense. I will change it to Matthias. Okay. Great. Um, oh, right. Be worse giving you because you don't have another beloved. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think make mock or engage in petty fisticuffs is the only <laughs> thing that really makes sense for him. Though, I might do uh, Mighty Drowds and Boasts. Sure. Go ahead and tell us what his uh, what his boast is, and then you'll make a foppish plus duelist roll. Um, I think he boasts as he watches Diane leave with the second, um, to say like uh, basically on the side, what a fool he is! He doesn't realize he's already dead. Ooh. <laughs> um. So it's foppish plus duelist plus whatever modifiers or yeah. minus whatever modifiers he has. Yeah, those aren't good ones, but it's okay because this is a very low stakes roll anyway. It's true. Oh yeah, that's a failure. Uh-oh. Um, okay, so the roll fails. No one takes you seriously and you suffer minus one foppish, which actually applies to your fop, not your uh, Oh, beloved. actually, I forgot. Ooh, let me let me look at what his thing is, though. I keep forgetting oh, to yes. like roll with his stats. Um, I don't think it'll make a difference on this one, but that's still only a 10. Yeah. So he fails. Okay. So uh, no one takes you seriously. You suffer minus one foppish, which applies to your fop because the yep. beloveds don't have their stats. Uh, but if you complete the task, anyhow, you regain the lost point, which you do. Cause you killed him. I did kill him. So- <laughs> So an, a, a net zero there. Yeah. Net zero. And that concludes the Midwinter's Ball. Wait, no. Uh, your The sun didn't go. Oh, yeah. I forgot I have an idiot. You have a little uh, idiot. All right. So the fourth. The fourth, I feel... Um, okay. So I feel that the fourth is going to try and seduce I was somebody. so hoping that's what he was going to do. <laughs> uh gonna set his sights on francis that's Um, great that's phenomenal (laughs) um oh my gosh this is extremely funny because this is the move that says even if they didn't bring this beloved to the ball they can be there anyway right (laughs) 
So that's like the instance where you can pick someone else. Um, so it's foppish plus aristocrat. So I think what the fourth is doing here um, is that he is, um, I mean, he's relatively good looking and cares about his appearance quite a lot. And so he comes over to Francis with an invitation to dance. And that's going to be, uh, that's going to be how he attempts to do his seduction. We'll start subtle. We'll start subtle. So um, he has minus one serious and that's the only thing he has. So it's my foppish plus aristocrat, which is 18. So it's a success. And what that means is you dance passionately, flirt, waggle eyebrows, drink and giggle with one another. If they weren't already infatuated with you, they are now. So Francis is now infatuated. Okay, so what we have here is um, you should be addicted to shutting the fuck up. You want to fuck me so bad it makes you look stupid. Yes, exactly. Basically, there's two stages here. So there's nothing, which is no, like, basically zero, neutral. Um, There's infatuated. And then the next step up from infatuated is devoted. And that's when, uh, if Francis became devoted to one of my beloveds or fops, I would get to take Francis as one of my beloveds. Um, So stealing, stealing beloveds. Be a real thorn my side, I gotta tell (laughs) you. Losing Francis. (laughs) Francis is great. Look, I'm down a beloved already, okay? Um, so yeah, you weren't using that, him. <laughs> that concludes Ye Midwinter's Ball. Um, it's, you know, the start of the, the social season, the start of the combat season, uh, competitions between the schools and stuff. Um, now we get the opportunity to do two random scenes from a list of 12 um, in between before we hit the next... Uh, the next like fixed point scene. So uh, once again, I will give you first pick, uh, or if you want to randomly roll them, please feel free. Me trying to identify D twelve. There it is. I know. <laughs> I got twelve. The harrowing of gambling hell. Uh, so don't worry, it's just a name. They call it that because it's underground. Also because it's smoke filled and usually very hot. Oh, and crowded, and people cry out in agony with some fair frequency. Plus, it's filled with people who wish you misfortune, but the similarities to actual hell end there. Wait, one more. It's chock full of sinners. So this event is pretty simple. Everyone picks one character, so either your fop or one of your beloveds, to go to this disreputable, squalid congress of dice obsessives with wildly divergent opinions about hygiene for fun, and everybody gets to have two actions. Um, I mean, I think that I have to bring the fourth to this. Uh, that's really funny because I'm bringing Simone. Yes. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Okay. Uh, what is, what is Simone going to do first? I think Simone's going to play some cards. All right. All right. So you're rolling foppish plus aristocrat with her modifiers. Right. Minus two foppish and plus one aristocrat. So neither of those things. Correct? Uh-oh. Yes. Um, okay, so no, I do I do have something. Aristocrat. I get plus one aristocrat. Oh, okay. okay. So foppish plus aristocrat. Um, that is... Three... Nine. I got fif- 15, yes. That's what you need. So no, sorry, I got 16. Whether- Perfect. 
Describe whether you won by skill, luck, or underhanded rule breaking and gain plus one foppish, which again would go to Diane. Yeah. Uh, absolutely cheating. Really? How does she cheat? She's, oh, she's been around for a long time. She, uh, just, just because she old, she's old doesn't mean that, uh, her fingers, fingers aren't nimble. And no one, no one suspects a sweet old lady. That's true. That is very true. Uh, all right. I think that, hmm, I think that it would be very funny if she had been playing cards with the fourth and his first action is accuse someone of cheating please <laughs> so uh he says uh, what what's simone's last name travers travers uh, the fourth says lady travers i do believe that you are carrying on some uh, underhanded and unethical nonsense in order to secure your winnings and I'm going to roll foppish plus duelist, and we'll see how this goes, and you can respond to that. So um, this is, I mean, he gets minus one serious, which again, means nothing here. So I got 25. Good lord. <laughs> the, ba- <laughs> the bounder has been chastised, gained plus one duelist. Uh, okay. I might max out some of my stats before we get to the final scenes, which is fine. That's a way of ending the game. Yeah. Um, anyway, how does uh, Lady Travers, how does Simone respond? She's not very uh, bothered by it. She, I mean, she's she's chastised and, and everyone, everyone has more attention on her now, so she can't like cheat anymore. But I think her response is, um, uh, you're the one who called me Lady, not I. <laughs> Delightful, delightful. Uh, all right, what's Simone's second action? I think having uh, having lost, or not lost, but uh, been checked on the things she can control, she'll go on to gamble on things she can't and wager on a cockfight. Oh, hell yes. Oh, hell yes. Okay. Uh, I have to read some of the description of this because the text in this game is just really, really It delightful. really is fun. Ah, the sweet naturology, the sport of tyrants, the competition cherished alike by the lowliest common folk and the most refined of the gentry, the cockfight, where two roosters have sharp prongs attached to them and battle to the death. Uh, I should say, I'm not in favor of cockfighting in real life, horribly cruel to the animals, but sure paints an image of this violent society. Uh, So you're rolling foppish plus duelist here. I would say sort of as a blanket statement with this game that I don't condone a lot of what happens here. There's a pretty much pretty much none of it. Yeah, this so. is there's a there's a very like onk more pork feeling yes. to uh, Vindemir here. Um, in in how comedically awful <laughs> this place it's is. Truly, an exaggeration of uh, of society in terms of like three musketeers style stuff. Yeah. Like taken to the max. Yeah. Just crank that dial up to 11. Just awful to the point of comedy. Um okay. Foppish plus a duelist. And she gets minus 2 foppish. Okay. Oh no. That's a d12. 
Okay, well, that's not bad at least. Um, eight. That's a 17. Ah, you succeed. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, gain plus one foppish. Oh, I'm gaining foppish, aren't I? Certainly. Uh, I think that uh, for the fourth second action, he's just going to shoot some dice. And on this one, I literally just get to roll a die. If you get odds, you gain advantage on your next foppish roll. So I got a three, which is cool. So hanging on to that. And thus concludes our our gambling den uh, event. I will roll a d12 for the other event we're going to do. Yippee! Let's take a little looky. I got a four, which is locked room mystery. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh boy. Excellent (laughs) stuff. This is great. Okay. Uh, Each player picks a character to be present at a delightful weekend at Lady Cetragas's estate, just a few miles outside of town. But after a restful night... uh, Oh gosh, it makes some very innuendo things there. A ghastly surprise awake awaits lord ravenspite didn't answer when the chambermaid brought his breakfast and after much knocking and pounding a skinny lad was lowered off the roof to force entry through the window alas the lord is dead and not just dead but burned with his head stuffed in the fireplace who could have done it and how uh okay this is the funniest one because it actually kind of asks (laughs) the the players to both create and then solve a murder mystery (laughs) It's correct. It, that is correct. This one's very funny. Uh, okay. So each character, let's see, each character gets one mystery action. Um, if one of these actions identifies the killer, everyone gets a finale action, which is described below. Uh, if someone wants to be the secret killer, they act first, but roll nothing as they try to hide their tracks. We're not going to do either of us being the killer, I think, just because it's simplicity. Um, what is, which character is at this, uh, at this weekend away from your contingent? I think it's going to be Francis. Okay. Uh, I think that I will bring the third here. So my fop is here. Um, All right. What would... uh, What would you like to do? What would Francis like to do? There are four options here. Uh, Browbeat everyone, call the city guard, do some detectionisting, or try to leverage this tra- tragedy for erotic advantage. Which is very funny, but I don't think is Francis's speed. <laughs> um, I think they're going to do some detectionisting. Okay. You're rolling serious plus aristocrat here. Yeah. Serious plus aristocrat. Okay. 21. Ooh, success. Well, this is just obvious. Roll 1d6, and you're going to see who the killer is on this list. Yep. Uh, also, tell us a little bit about what Francis is doing to, to hunt out the, the killer. What clues maybe do you find? You can do this after you roll who did it. Yeah. Uh, it was Lady Ravenspite, returned from the grave on the anniversary of her murder. Oh, juicy. Ghosts exist. 
So I think, um, well, now what I was going to say, it's like, <laughs> kind of no, because I don't think ghosts have tells. Um, but they could, they certainly could. They could. I was going to say that I think they, uh, Francis did like a correspondence course on like how to tell <laughs> someone's lying. I love that. Um, uh, with like Poirot Holmes. <laughs> I absolutely Sherlock love that. Poirot, um, <laughs> the the most famous detective, of course, to ever. Of course, Grace Vindemere, Sherlock Poirot. Um, <laughs> really digging into some real Ace Attorney shit here. Um, <laughs> But uh, as one does, as one does, um, no one had any tells. And um, I think maybe like throughout the night, like things just like started happening. Also, like, I think maybe at some point, I mean, what does Lady Ravenspite have to lose? Right. My guess is that she like came out and said it. It was like, it was me. Like, she's like, I want, hey, I did this. I want you to know. She wanted the revenge, Yeah, right? like, I want you to know I did this. And then she finally got to heaven. God bless. <laughs> there are some finale actions unlocked, but I gotta say, I just think that, like, it was a justified murder at this point, if the implication is that he murdered her, right? The options for finale actions, if we want to take them, are escape or help ye real killer escape, Thrillingly sword fight ye malefactor, perhaps on ye grand entryway staircase. Redeem Lady Cetragus's honor upon the dastardly ruffian's flesh. Well, there's no flesh, and the killer is a ghost. So <laughs> I don't know that I want to take any of these actions. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I feel like everyone would probably be like chill with it, honestly. I, just, I don't think yeah. I don't think this is like a net loss. Hey, listen, folks, have you ever listened to the song A Little Piece of Heaven by Avenged Sevenfold? <laughs> I can't say that I have. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Uh, well, um, it's about a couple that murder each other. So first he murders her and then she comes back from the grave and murders him. And, Excellent. And then there's necrophilia. It's a weird song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> it's a weird oh. song. <laughs> I mean, it's Avenged Sevenfold, so, you know. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Um, uh, I I mean, look, I know I that the... I don't think this is I a net loss. I don't think so either. And I know that the second didn't, or the third didn't take a, uh, um, didn't take an action, but like, there, I don't want to take a finale action. I think that he's too in his doldrums uh, remembering that his father was killed to, uh, oh, yeah. to care he was. really about this murder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so you would think that he would. This would be like inspiring to them, perhaps. Like maybe, but, maybe his dad will kill Diane. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? That's true. Maybe, maybe since ghosts exist, their dad will come back and exact his vengeance. Yeah, It'd be fine. Nothing to worry about. Um, maybe so, Sarah Diane okay. sleeps with one eye open now. Ooh, we're we're entering Hamlet territory. <laughs> I feel like we started in Hamlet territory. There's literally a reference to Polonius in the first action it's I took. True. It's true. Uh, okay, so that concludes our kind of in-between scenes and brings us to the next fixed event, which is Ye Spring Cotillion. Wow, we are going uh, through this. 
I know. I mean, the pace is about what I was expecting. I didn't really know how much role play this game would expect from us. And I, I think certainly we could be doing more, but I also think that this game would benefit from having more players to make the role play. Yeah, for sure. More fulfilling, maybe, just because we're working with a limited cast of characters here and passing them around like candy, so. And it's, um. yeah, and it's also one of those things where it's like, Unlike some, like, PBTA games, for example, where it's, like, you have to tell them what it is. Like, you have to play it out or you do not get right. get this. Then th- there is no requirement here, which makes it sort of easier to gloss over some of this stuff. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because this is a little bit like the format of Firebrands. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, you know, you have, like, the mini games within the game. It's not quite that, but it feels similar because yeah. of, like, the fixed scenes with the different options in each. Um, but, yeah. I digress. Uh, So for this scene, every teacher is in attendance, as are all surviving beloveds. However, as this dance is hosted by the tyrant of Vendemir, fatal dueling is frowned upon. No one dies tonight. Every player takes an action with one of their beloved. After everyone's done those, the teachers each act. However, the instructors must use their action to either pay court or pitch woo to the person they fell in love with at the midwinter ball. Assuming, of course, they have survived. So <laughs> we have, uh, we have, which, uh, so all of our beloveds are in attendance here. Uh, which of your beloveds are you going to have take an action? And what will that action be? Uh, Matthias hasn't had a turn to do anything fun yet. Certainly, certainly. Um, so your options here are just have fun, taunt, tease, and bully, flirt outrageously, bring a serious matter to the tyrant's attention, a friendly sporting pass with blunt swords, outshine your rival, give sensible advice to the youths and young at heart, while they dally, I study the blade. Okay, I think um, Francis has to expect to get what they gave. And I'm going to have Matthias give sensible advice to youths and young at heart. I love this. I love this. Okay. All right. Um, So you are going to make a serious plus aristocrat aristocrat role um, for Matthias here. And and tell us what he says to Francis. So um, he takes them aside pulls them into a corner and they can like not stop looking back at the fourth. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like a weird mix of like extreme rage and I can't not fuck him in their eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Matthias just looks at them and goes, vraiment. Uh, which is French for really. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, delightful. Um, so let's see. Serious plus aristocrat. What do I get from... Serious plus aristocrat. aristocrat yes. Okay, minus one aristocrat. That's a bummer. <laughs> uh, okay. So gonna be plus 11 roll here that's not gonna do it that's 13 oh no uh 
Oh dear, trying to talk them down only made them want it more. The infatuation has escalated to devotion. You get Francis! I get Francis! Uh, hello, Francis. Welcome. Uh, which is good, because I was going to use my uh, beloved to have the fourth uh, try to seduce Francis again, but this works just fine. <laughs> this, this works just fine. Um, so I think what I'm going to do instead is... Have Thomasina bring a serious matter to the tyrant's attention. Uh, I have to roll serious plus aristocrat, which is like a huge bummer because I don't. I have a very bad score in both of those. However, uh, I think what Thomasina wants to um, wants to bring to the attention is the um, oh boy. explain the civic issue you want to bring to the woman with the real power i think that thomasina wants to shut down the gambling hall gambling hell uh so her impassioned plea is gonna fall on deaf ears because i rolled a seven but that's not good enough because i have two serious and two aristocrat and uh thomasina uh even with her plus one aristocrat is not going to be able to do it but so she ta- starts basically lecturing about the vices that are encouraged in such places. Um, but the tyrant basically ignores her. So I get minus one aristocrat and minus one serious. And that is putting me in serious danger of being 10 foppish or duelist here. Oh my God. I, can- so then, I, mean, I would love you to pop the- out. That would be so funny if that happened. I mean, Duelist would be funny as well, but I'd really love you to flop out. It would be so funny. Uh, okay, so then our teachers have to pick one of the two actions available to them now, which is pay court or pitch woo. So pay court is an action you take if you're serious and want to settle down with the object of your affection. Uh, so for Diane, that's uh, even without the infatuation... You have to pick this, uh, it would have to be the fourth. Or pitch woo, which is instead of a measured informal pledge of troth, uh, you are going to basically take the option of smutty bodice ripping. (laughs) This is not about happily ever after. This is about absolute ecstasy for the next 10 minutes. So basically, are you going to propose or are you going to proposition? Oh, I'm propositioning. Come on. Of course you are. Of course you are. Uh, to, I suppose, the fourth, right? That was the object of Diane's affection? She was cured of that, though. Oh, yeah. She well, got... I mean, <laughs> she got better. Then take your pick, I would say. You know what? I said it before. God, I wish that were me. It's gonna be Thomasina. Heck yes. What, you expect me... You expect the dyke to not play a dyke? Come on now. That is a 20. Oh, okay. Ah, yes. I don't want to read this out loud, but I'm going to. Would you like me to do it since it was my role? Yes. Yes, you read it. That would be great. (laughs) You don't have to. You're not alone. I can do some of this. Isn't that exciting? It's Audrey's at the table. Only Audrey's at the table. (laughs) Um, Ah, yes. Suck the sweet juice of Talong's forbidden fruit. If that is your intended to someone's beloved, 
You've gone to that delightful realm of splendor in the grass, or, more likely, splendor in the coach house or behind the arras in the disused foyer. You gain plus one foppish from your conquest and the beloved's passions warm, either from nothing too infatuated or from infatuated to devoted. However, pick one other character who finds out and is enraged. If that person was infatuated with you or even devoted, that's gone. You cannot pick your teacher or one of your beloveds to be this hater. From now until the end of time, the character gets advantage against you when using Sirius plus Duelist. Um, oh. Who do I... Who of the two remaining <laughs> Evertons? Do I... I mean, I, I think that the third already doesn't like Diane, so that would be yeah, great. I mean, I think, I think that'd be really funny to be like, I can't believe my aunt did this to me. Oh, fuck, I can't believe you've done this. It's my dad's murderer. <laughs> um, if you're try okay. trying to seduce a sword saint of Vindemir who has their own school and whatnot, that's more complicated. They can acquiesce, in which each case of you gets plus one foppish. But if they break away and say, no, our schools, it's dishonorable, then that's that. You're left bereft. Here, have plus one duelist as you apply your thwarted energies to fencing. I didn't do that. No, that's okay. You got, uh, so you and Thomasina, um, Find yourself a secluded alcove and have a great time, it sounds like. Diane and Thomasina. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I can. I know how to treat you. <laughs> if you're free on Thursday, when I'm also free. <laughs> um, I think that... Okay, look. Here's the thing. Not to, like, metagame, but I am going to metagame a little bit in the interest <sighs> of this game continuing. Uh... I think that the third is going to pay court to Matthias. <laughs> so I have to roll serious plus aristocrat uh, and propose to Matthias in front of my family and everyone. Um, oh boy. Okay. okay. So here, here you're trying to take yourself off the uh, duelist edge. Yes, yeah. I am. Because here's the thing. If I fail, I still can survive. Yeah. It's... And I will probably fail. Yeah. Um, I actually, I cannot succeed with my current stats for this role, I think. Um, series plus aristocrat. Oh, yeah, oh behind... Jesus, that's right. You can get a 12 max right now, right? Yep, that's correct. And so what <laughs> happens is uh, the third, knowing it's a fool's errand, but having had something to drink and missing his father, uh... Gets down in front of Matthias, who is, in fact, I think a commoner. So this makes it even better. Um, and gets down on one knee and says, Matthias, I have admired you from afar for a long time, despite your attendance at the school of my rival. And I would be honored if you would accept this proposal and join me in matrimony. No, I want you to understand that I, I'm imagining Matthias as French Solid Snake. I love it. Oh my god. I mean, how can how can the third resist that butt then? So like, you know. I, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think I think he has n no idea what to do with any of this. Probably just kind of walks away and leaves uh, leaves the third hanging there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the reason. Let's see. The character's player describes the reason for rejecting you in front of your family who shake their heads at what a dunderpate you are and you lose either a point of foppish or aristocrat. So I'm losing a point of foppish because that's how I stay in the game. 
he yeah i think he's just like so astounded by this like <laughs> baffled truly genuinely baffled um by this guy like going down on one knee to him. <laughs> he's like i gotta go <laughs> and just like leaves i love it i love it okay cool uh Arabian. i mean that concludes the uh, Midsummer Cotillion, or the Spring Cotillion, rather, which means it's two more random scenes, and then we are at the final competition. My If God. we make it that far. If we make it that far. Yeah. Wow, this is like the quickest game I've played. <laughs> Again, no, it's designed it's... for more players, but... Yes. And I think it is meant to play fairly quickly. Um, okay, where's the list? There it is. All right, D12. Here we go. One, erotic machinations. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> you and me, we go on dates, but the fops of Vendemir engage in erotic machinations. If you're the player who rolled this event, you've got some options to escalate or reduce affection between your teacher, a beloved who's at risk of running off devotedly with another instructor, or of snagging another player's beloved by cranking their feelings higher. Okay, so I mean, I'm going to say that uh, Thomasina is like infatuated, right? Because of the tryst mm-hmm. from last time. Uh, so you've got that going for you. Uh, and... Clearly, the third is infatuated with Matthias. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's a good time. You've got options here. The thing is, I don't want you to be neutral. I kind of want to do cool your Swain's ardor <laughs> for <laughs> Matthias and the third, but I actually don't want to lose your infatuation. That's very funny. Um... I'm going to inflame passions for Thomasina. Oh, you're going to try and steal her from me, huh? I am going to try to steal her. Listen, you got one of mine. I do have one of yours. Oh, that means France. I can play France. You can play Francis. Yes. Okay. Um... So, inflame passions. Perhaps you want to make someone love you more. You can pick any beloved and either catch their eye or drive them absolutely mad with lust. Uh, roll foppish plus aristocrat and describe how you flirt. Okay. Um, I am doing this with Diane. So. That is not going to do it. Uh-oh. Um, which is fun because I don't actually lose the infatuation. So I come off as being too desperate. Yes. Um, I think what Diane does is wear like a really low cut bodice. (laughs) And like, (laughs) um, like it's probably like a really hot day in Vindemir and they're at like some social gathering as you know, nobility tend to. And she, like, spills some water down her cleavage. And she goes, oops, it's just so hot in here. 
And like, I don't know that it even affects Thomasina because it doesn't change her infatuation. No. But it does come off as pathetic to everyone watching her. All the other nobility walking, watching her. I think Thomasina's bemused more than anything else. Yeah. Like, she's she's just like, mm, what an attempt. I've seen so many attempts in my lifetime. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think that... Uh, I, I think that... The third cannot give up on Matthias. He just can't. So he's going to try to inflame passions also. Again, hopefully failing (laughs) to get you to lose a point to Foppish. We'll see. (laughs) Um, Okay, so it's Foppish plus Aristocrat. So this could go either way for me. Yeah. This could go either way. Um, Okay. I got a 16, which means Matthias is now infatuated. So I think the way that the third goes about this uh, is I I think that he's like basically like, okay, so like the the fancy words and flattery didn't really do anything and just like giving him the puppy puppy dog eyes from across the room didn't really do anything. So I'm just going to see if maybe his love language is something else. And uh, so the third, they will challenge Matthias to uh, like spar. So, you know, the, the whole like sparring turns kind of playful, flirting, sweaty and up close to each other and that kind of thing. Now, important question. Does the third lose? Um, yes, but not on purpose. Okay, because that was going to be my follow up question. <laughs> The third is legitimately actually trying uh, and is a good duelist, I think. I think I just think I mean, that, uh, yeah, won the championship. So, yeah, I just think that, um, you know, through a combination of Matthias's skill and perhaps some distraction uh, and or just being surprised by Matthias's skill, uh, the third loses. It is so. very funny how just like through the nature of this game, you write a, a bodice ripper. It is you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah. It is the like point the very a nature bit. of this game is that you just write a bodice ripper. The the reason I really love this game, honestly, is that uh, I love the Scarlet Pimpernel, mm-hmm. and that is what it reminds me of so much. That and the Three Musketeers. Like I love a good uh, Dumas novel. So like mm, delicious. Uh, okay, so so that'll conclude erotic machinations because it's just. Uh, one character each. Yeah. So, all right, all right. Let's roll a d12 again here. Um, what am I rolling? I got a nine. And as long as that's not something we already have. Faustian bargain. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Okay. The warlocks of Vendemir are secretive and powerful, but often nerdy <laughs> and unappealing. What? <laughs> One, however, has a lot of assumptions about what people find attractive here (laughs) for either your teacher or one of their beloved and has shyly made an offer. Come with them and be their love in exchange for mystic aid in the endeavors dearest to their ambitions. Uh, Okay, so pick your character and decide their action. This is not. Okay, yes. Okay, so I have to pick one of these actions, and then next, every other player takes turns selecting a character and rolling their response. So you get a response after I choose yes. my action here. Mm. 
Um, so here's the thing. I do think that um, I, I think that the third, based on his boast at the beginning, uh, that they are a very proud uh, duelist and they, they are offended by the very offer being made that they would need help with their uh, dueling school uh, or anything for that matter. So I'm going to take umbrage. This mealy-mouthed, tatter-hemmed, book-reading, coster-monger dares ply you with amorous suit? Oh, nay, nay, not while an inch of keen steel remains upon your blade. Roll serious plus duelist. Um, all right, so I'm going to be adding 11 to whatever I roll here. Please be enough. It's just barely enough. <laughs> it's 15. You have your uh, you have your poniard out of its sheath and into their head by way of Devin's classic vertical pass under the chin and through the soft palate maneuver before they can even look surprised. You may add the witch killer to your name or nickname or just replace the whole thing with Warlock's Bane. Uh, I think Warlock's Bane sounds great for a person who has always been known as the third. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. That was interesting. So now you get to choose a response and which character is responding. I think it's going to be Diane and I think she's going to mock the third. Ugh. Wonderful. All right. So foppish plus aristocrat. Yeah. And I will get to the outshine thing. Yeah. Outshine is... um. I was just going up to see what that was here. Um, is uh, this looks like socializing on the surface, but actually you're being a bitch with backhanded compliments or fake pity. If you succeed, your target loses a point to foppish. So really, this is a win for you. Um, yeah, really, it is. If you succeed, yeah. Um, oh nope, that's a d twenty. Why did I use that? See, I got a we 29. <laughs> we both get one. Don't worry about it. Um, that is a 16. So you lose a point to foppish. Oh, you know. Um, but she me. says, she says, oh, Eberton, is this what you needed to do to win the championship? I'm so sorry. Ooh. Oh, that makes him see. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Goodness, and that, I mean, that brings us to Ye All Valley Fencing Championship. This is the big one. All of Vendemir turns out to the civic gutball pitch to watch the fencing schools contend unless they can't get off work or hate the sight of blood. The winners claim Ye Baron's Claymore and exercise smug bragging rights for a year. The losers scowl and plot redress. The food truck vendors sell questionable seafood and frown over the heavy scent of sour cheese, while gangs of inebriated civil guards cheer hits regardless of which side scored. Their faces ruddy with camaraderie, bloodlust, and ale. Okay, so first we have to decide who is competing, teacher or one of the students. Well, you took my student, didn't you? Um, I mean, you have a second. I know, but that I don't really consider Matthias a student. He's a second in it, command. I will be, Diane will be competing. Really? I mean, look, okay, as tempting as it is to put the teachers against each other. You're going to put Francis in. I know you are. I, I could just put Francis in, which I do need to know Francis's stats. What are their stats? 
Francis is, um, where is it here? Uh, minus one serious plus two duelist. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That, I mean, that's promising. That's yeah. It's definitely going to be Francis. Okay. So, um, let's see. Yeah, your your te- the teacher was eliminated early. I think that um, I think that probably what happened is uh the third lost to Matthias again in this, which is why yeah. Francis is in like the final competition match for the Claymore. Um, okay. Let's put Ma- let's put Matthias and um, and the third up against each other if that's cool with you. Sure. And then I I can put my uh. I'll let the fail son not compete in favor of the final match being Diane versus Francis. Okay. Um, all right. So we have to roll against each other in these cases. Um, yes. So I think, oh man, am I going to fight to win or am I going to be a good sport? Uh... I feel like I feel like at this point, um, the third knows that if they don't fight to win, they will lose Matthias's affection. So it's gonna have to be fight to win for them. I'm also fighting to win. Of course you are. That's like of that's not even a are. question for Matthias here. Serious serious plus duelist for the both of us. So I've got Big Money, no uh, whammies. I got a nineteen. That beats me. Oh, no! Okay. Uh, you move on in the contest. Opponent takes minus one duelist. And then... Um, with the first match is settled, it's time to kill some time until the final bout. Here's what your swanky young swells might try. Each player gets one action with an instructor or any of their beloved. Um, hmm... I'm going to prepare thyself. Okay. All right. Diane is on the war path. Oh boy. Do you want to read this one? Because I do think this one's very good text too. Prepare thyself. Instead of having fun, you could joylessly stretch, flex, keep loose, say prayers, and drink suspicious potions so by loud voice traveling salesman, roll serious plus duelist. On a success, you attain a state of icy mental efficiency and get advantage in your next duel and fail. Wait, maybe eating a dozen oysters wasn't to help you fight it was for something else drat but there are no rule adjustments um so this is going to be diane i guess because the next time we go in is going to be diane versus francis yes so i think diane is mentally preparing herself to kill her former student (laughs) Uh, that is no bueno. Oh, no. I mean, it's okay. There's no, like, negative consequences for it. Just no advantage. Just no Uh, advantages. I think think for Francis, this is um, flirt or have a serious talk. I think that Francis 
is like nervous about going up against their former teacher yeah and feels the need to declare their feelings for the fourth um perhaps sensing that maybe the feelings aren't 100 percent reciprocated <laughs> so uh foppish what a, what a and- twist Foppish plus aristocrat. Let's let's take a look here. We've got uh, eight plus four is not enough. Great. Uh, there you can't find them, or they're too busy to talk. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So nothing happens. Unfortunate. Just got to deal with those nerves on your own, Francis. Fight the final match. Uh. Let's see. This is assuming that we had set up a tournament, but with just two of us, we didn't. So we have to choose fight elegantly or fight with brute intensity. Um, Francis, I think, fights elegantly. Uh, Diane fights with brute intensity. Okay. All right. So I'm rolling foppish plus duelist and you're rolling serious plus duelist. Yep. That is a 14. I got a 20. Okay. Huzzah. If your opponent failed or rolled a lower success, you have prevailed. Yours was a failure. So uh, if it was a tie roll again, you can choose to change tactics on the second pass if you wish. Uh, Okay. So that's what? Round one? Hmm. I get um, minus one aristocrat for looking like a barbarian pillock. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. I think you win. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, so last warrior standing, that's Francis, the greatest fighter in Vendemir this year. Uh, let freely flow the ale. So, oh man. Okay. So I think that Francis, upon beating diane uh their former instructor is kind of standing there like out of breath and uh looking at them having you know just touched the sword point to to chest or whatever uh and says um well fought and just kind of looking expectantly at diane um Diane like spits not in their direction that's like too rude rude but like spits on the ground next to herself like stands up and walks away oh brutal um okay so we get to do like a little epilogue uh if if we feel it's needed like to resolve anything um feelings wise or issues wise among the characters very short, very brief, uh, think fiasco epilogue, just a few sentences or whatever. Um, so are that, I mean, that's a pretty solid ending for Diane, to be honest. Yeah. I feel, I feel very good about Diane's ending here. Very bitter revenge. Um, and I think it's like a a feel good about Francis's ending as well, as much as I hate it. (laughs) Honestly, I know the only loose end I think that I would like to tie up here is, uh, what happens with Matthias in the third? third? (laughs) Well, I'd also like to talk about Diane and Thomasina. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, which, which first you choose? Matthias in the third. 
That's the juicier right. one. Let's be real. It's true. It's very funny. Um, I mean, Matthias does does so he's like infatuated, right? We can't we can't right. change that to devoted because I think that he is devoted to uh, Diane's school uh, of fencing. But are, is this like a so he's publicly turned down the proposal? I feel like they're never going to step out in public together. Do, but do you think that like maybe they have like a secret romance or whatever? I don't think it's a, I don't necessarily think romance is the right word for (laughs) Matthias's feelings. I think, um, they certainly have, um, discreet meetings at times, but I don't think the idea of, like, emotional entanglement enters the scene for Matthias. That certainly makes sense. So it's a purely like physical admiration of each other as duelists and perhaps uh, other physical activities. Yeah. Stress (laughs) relief. Exactly. Exactly. No feelings have to be involved at all. No, we don't have to put a label on it. Um. (laughs) Listen, I won't talk about how the third feels that's on i mean that's your choice we know know how the third feels (laughs) right (laughs) he made a public proposal and was humiliated by it sure was um uh but but i think the third unfortunately is this um, okay i have a question is this like worse for him oh 100 percent. okay good (laughs) like i was just about to say that i think that the third is like despite being a very prideful person they are infatuated with Matthias and have had their sights set on them all season and they will take what they can get. Oh, it's so good. Ooh, it's the tropes I love. Delicious. About to write some, put some AO3 fic on for this one shot of the <laughs> dueling fops of Vindemir. Genuinely, if you do, you have to tell me legally. <laughs> legally, I have to tell you. Yes, it's the Audrey It's code. part of the Moonshot contract that we all signed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so what do, what do you see for, for Diane and Thomasina? Um, I don't know. I feel like that's actually more your choice because Thomasina is the one infatuated. That is true. I think that... Um... Diane has no emotion towards Thomasina. For the record, she's not infatuated think... at all. Matthias was at least infatuated with the third at the end. That is true. Okay, so what I think might be kind of um, funny and fitting for this very weird family is if Thomasina, perhaps, uh, shortly after the tournament, has made a public proposal to Diane and been rejected. <laughs> would be kind that of that would be pretty good. That would be kind of funny to me. Also, so. I didn't like bring it up in any of the game because they weren't in any scenes together. But I have this idea of Thomasina and Simone being like bitter rivals in the way that oh. only catty old women can be. I 100% agree. I think that's fantastic. Like they're absolutely <laughs> the like ladies who like are in the nursing home showing off what they've knitted for their grandchildren and trying to one up each other yes, with like bigger 100%. and better things. So I think Simone gets a huge kick out of this. She's delighted. 
I absolutely believe it. I love it. I think that she and uh, the fourth continue to run into each other at the gambling hell. Um, because that's funny to me. <laughs> uh all right. I mean, that's the game. Like, it went pretty quickly, but I kind of expected that. And I had a lot of fun. I hope you did, too. Yeah, this is great. Uh, yeah, this was an interesting kind of gameplay. I didn't really mind it being roleplay light, but I definitely could see it being a multi-session thing, um, you know, where you play, like, a major event for one session and there's a lot of roleplay. And then you play, like, the random scenes as a session and there's more roleplay and that kind of thing. Um, but I really enjoyed this. I, I do like this style of game. Uh, like I said, the Firebrands adjacent kind. Yeah. Um, so just something different. But thank you so much for, for joining me, Audrey. It's been lovely to have you on Only Audrey's at the Table. Can you tell everyone where they can find you if you want to be found? Sure. Um, I'm Audrey. You can find me on uh, Tumblr, Twitter, LOL, uh, co-host in Blue Sky at Optimum on Prime, which is a funny robot internet joke if you live in the Northeast and know anything about Transformers or have Optimum online as your uh, <laughs> internet service. Anyway, um, you can listen to the... Um, uh podcasts i do i've uh one called pod of greed which is about Yu-Gi-Oh. um i've one called prime cuts which is about transformers both of those are on the noise space network um i hang out <laughs> around the moonshot network um theoretically i have a show that i'm trying to launch there that hopefully will be coming out soon um which is a new york foodie podcast called uh i'm eating here and I've also been cast <laughs> in a radio drama that should have more information coming out really soon called, um, well, I won't say the name now, but it should have more information coming out soon. So I guess if you're interested in that kind of thing, look out for that. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Uh, once again, the game we played today was Dueling Fops of Vendemir by Greg Stoles. There's a link to Greg's uh, Itch.io page in the show notes so you can check it out yourself. I am also Audrey. Uh, the joke we like to make is uh, if I had a nickel for every time I met a brunette she they Audrey, I'd have two nickels. Like a cropped hair brunette she they Audrey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am Lady Tabletop Online. You can find me on itch.io uh, and Tumblr and pretty much nowhere else. But you can find this show and many, many others on moonshotpods.com. As part of the Moonshot Network, we do lots of podcasts, streaming, charity fundraising, and other kinds of cool and weird things. So you should check all of that out. Nobody's this doing it like was, Moonshot. I know. It's amazing. Um, man, I feel like I got to say, I got to say Aaron's weird catchphrase, uh, wacky jacky do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this has been a bonus episode of Alone at the Table. Only Audrey's at the table. I will be back in the new year with new episodes of Alone at the Table. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.